Hey there, it's Joe Keyport, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. This week, I talked to Jeremy Warden of the band Double Grave to talk about Goodbye Nowhere, the band's forlorn second full-length LP. Jeremy and I talk about writing the record, recording the album at home, and what the future looks like. It's Jeremy Warden of Double Grave right here on the Ear Coffee Podcast. Well, Jeremy, welcome back to the Ear Coffee Podcast. You are one of the few alum we've had. We've had maybe two or three now at this point. So I'm honored. <laughs> but so happy to be back. So how's it going? I it's we've it seems like we've lived a lifetime since February of, of last year. Um when the last time Yeah, is that last time I was on? Yep. Yeah. Cause cause so long ago. Cause I interviewed you right before I think you went into the studio to record Goodbye Nowhere, your record that will be out yeah. by the time Feb- this comes out. Yeah, February of last year is like right when we started mm. recording. So we would we would have just started. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like yeah. So how's how's life been going since then? You working on the record plus any you put out a bunch of so you put out some solo stuff and some other things too. Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well, we were we we recorded the record. Mm-hmm. We got we did that. It's coming out some two days from now. Two yeah. days from when we're speaking. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I did a ton of touring in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, like half the year or more, I was I was gone, and mm-hmm. that was great. And it was a big blessing at the time, and it feels even more like one now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I put out two like solo EPs in that time too. Like one as animal actor, um, and one just as myself. And uh, now. Now this is coming out. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We actually recorded another um, thing right when quarantine started. Like, oh, okay. Like the week before there was the shelter in place, we, mm. we made another thing and then we finished it from uh, like postal service style. Okay, um, from our separate places <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, so yeah, you know, trying to stay busy. Yeah, is that is that a double grave thing or is that another or is that another project you're working on? It was gonna be the animal actor okay. thing. Um, for for people who don't know, for like a couple of years, I had a solo project called Animal Actor, where I played bass and sang just like by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, the plan was to record that album in that time anyway, mm-hmm. and I had studio time like reserved and everything. And I wanted to kind of like juggle that and um, the double grave record, but um, after everything got shut down, I was. I was like, if I can't play anyway, I'm just gonna consolidate everything and only release stuff as double grave going forward. Yeah. Uh, so, um, since the people that I initially wanted to work with, which included Bree and Seth before, but like mm-hmm. other people, uh, they had to back out because of the shutdown. We decided to just kind of recalibrate it as a very odd double grave record. Okay. Is that the is that the secret EP or whatever that? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, we finished it, and we're like, let's just make a bunch of CDs of this and give them to people who pre-ordered the mm. record. So, uh, anybody, 
gets a, a yeah. CD with their with yeah. their LP. Uh, that's what it is. Not not gonna lie, I wasn't going to pre-order the record until I saw the secret EP, and I was like, well, okay, now I have to. The, the, I'm so <laughs> glad that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> the, that little push to be like, well, I have to have the secret thing. So yeah, but, awesome. Because I was gonna <laughs> buy it. Like it. Yeah. Um, so let's, we've covered, I've already talked to you most about the double grave history and everything in our last conversation. So I kind of want to just jump right into the new record, Goodbye Nowhere, which again, like I mentioned, it's by the, during this conversation, it will come out two days from right now, but it'll be out by the time this episode comes out. So listening through Goodbye Nowhere, uh, it's probably one of the most expansive, records and most cohesive records I've heard from the band uh, to date. And so I want you to talk to me a little bit about writing and creating that record because it, it has a lot going on. It has feelings of isolation and existential dread, but mixing a little bit of hope in there as well. It's on full display. So just kind of talk to me about creating creating this record. Uh, like what, like what part of it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, as, as we sort of mentioned, we made it like a long time mm-hmm. ago. Like we started recording it February of 2019 and I wrote it like before that even. So, okay. um, the How- process of it all was like, took a long time. So it's kind of hard to sum up how it happened. Okay. A lot of the song writing was done when I was living alone. Um, uh, our bassist and I were a, were a couple. We're engaged, no big deal. <laughs> and uh, we lived together for a really long time. Um, but there reached a point in like 2017, 18, I guess, when like um, for my own like mental health, I had to just live by myself. Okay. Um, and it was like in that time, in that like year of intentional solitude and like uh personal work that's when i wrote uh goodbye nowhere Mm -hmm. um i wrote a bunch of other stuff too i wrote a lot of the animal actor stuff and that um ghost songs ep i put out this year also all during that time um and that's kind of you know so the like lyrically the album has a lot of like negative thoughts Mm -hmm. um but it also has a lot of like hopeful thoughts because that's just what i was going through you know i was like confronting um demons i guess in myself and like working through them and i wanted to um capture that feeling okay and i was i was also reflecting a lot on like when i was younger and i lived in like a really small place and like i was alone a lot and that same kind of feeling of like how do how do I get out of this yeah. situation? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that. Did you when you did this kind of self imposed isolation while you were working on yourself? Did you stay in the Twin Cities or did you go back? Yeah, no, I was living okay. in the Twin Cities. Like we were still active and mm-hmm. stuff. It wasn't like cabin in the woods yeah. level isolation. It was just literally like living alone for the first time in a while. Okay. Because I, I was when I read your interview with Sage Shimrosky for the for Secret Meeting, I, you you mentioned in that one that you tapped into that feeling of being 16 and kind of trapped in that that mm-hmm. small town, which feels very on the nose yeah. for this record. Yeah, and you know, like when I and today, but like especially when I was younger, you know, like records, like al- you know, albums from bands, you know, they could be like your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are certain albums that like. You know, they, they feel like a friend or like a place that you can go to 
to escape and mm -hmm. like sort of uh, just be with yourself like inside the music and I really wanted to like recreate that sort of thing I wanted to make something that like I could show like a younger me mm -hmm. or like myself in the future if I'm ever like feeling um bad um that could like do that that mm -hmm. felt like you're going into a different place that feels like a very self-contained world in and of itself and that that's what we tried to do okay um we definitely had that like idea of place and um like a record that yeah <laughs> no, yeah <laughs> felt like somewhere you could go almost mm -hmm. like sometimes you put a record on because you need to because you have nowhere else no way no other way to like get away um yeah the fact that you said you want to work you work in a lot of these hopeful messages is something that i feel like is almost new for the music you write because i was thinking back to to New York, to Empty Hands, not New Year's Daydream, but Empty Hands mm -hmm. AP released in 2018. And yeah. that one has a lot of those existential kind of thoughts of feeling uh, less alone, but more not knowing where you quite fit in the world. I can think of Dead End is the one that really mm -hmm. like sticks out to me. Was how in, you mentioned it was very intentional for you to add in that hope. Is that kind of the first time you thought about that? writing from that perspective in double grave history or just even in your own songwriting? Uh, yeah, it did feel kind of new mm -hmm. and, in, and intentional to me to, to be that way. Um, I just really didn't want to make an, something that felt like, like I think a lot of our music is kind of melancholy mm -hmm. and we, like we get that a lot, um, but I just didn't want to make something that felt totally hopeless, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I wanted to make something that, you know, people would listen to and, like, it would touch on the, like, hopelessness and, mm -hmm. like, touch on sadness and, like, connect with that, but then also be like, hey, it's, it's going to get better. You, yeah. you can get better. Which which then leads into the fact that you, you wrote this as a, as a companion, as someone who, uh, like, records, especially if you're in that small town or kind of that area, records are your best friend in moments mm -hmm. like that. It's a companion. I, along with, along with you spending time working on this and this, you, you as a band sitting on this record for such a long time, you recorded the whole thing by yourselves, which is, I yeah. think the first time you did that for double grave stuff. Is that... uh, this is like the biggest solo undertaking okay. that we've done for sure. We did empty hands and, um, some of the like ego death material by ourselves mm. also. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like I wrote, I like wrote the songs like alone, but you know, we then worked on a lot of them and like finished it out like ourselves, like the um, summer and fall mm. leading into like the, like the last half of 2018 is when we kind of really finished everything. And we like learned songs and cut songs and like hash parts out and then we started recording in February 2019 and um yeah we did it all um in the house that Bree and I live in now mm -hmm. um mostly in this room that I'm sitting in actually and uh it it took a long time both intentionally and unintentionally because we would like we like laid down the drums but then like I had to go on tour with another band and then we'd come back and do the bass but then Brie had to go on tour with like her other band. We were all like just really, really mm -hmm. busy throughout the year, like on top of it, which is why we didn't really like play a lot of like local stuff last mm -hmm. year. Yeah. 
get to prioritize our time. Um, but yeah, also like we've been in studio situations before and um, we've always felt very stressed about it. And um, I've not often felt like super satisfied mm-hmm. with the result because you kind of like run out of money at yeah. a certain point and then you're like, well, I guess it's done. Mm-hmm. Or, um, <laughs> but since we were doing everything alone, like multiple times we would like track a chunk of the song and then we would sit on it for a minute and be like, we actually have to redo this. Mm. Like the speed's wrong or like this part doesn't feel right. Um, So there was a lot of like doing it, sitting with it, doing it over again and changing things, um, which made it a lot of fun. And like, we're all definitely more proud of this than anything else that we've done so Mm. far. Is how, I was wondering, did the track Nowhere grow out of that fact that you were, like, working on it and sitting on it so much and doing it from home, very DIY style? Because it's, that, it's the, Nowhere is the eighth track, which is a, a, a expansive, a, ambient, just instrumental track that's just a lot yeah. of guitar. Very almost, I'm not a huge My Bloody Valentine <laughs> fan just because I am not as well-versed in that kind of material, but it it's the closest okay. thing that I can almost pick and grab to yeah it's it's the drone track yeah it's the drone yeah um no i mean we we put that song in there okay intentionally you know the 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 tracks were like the the flow of it was really intentional okay. and it was kind of like we knew we wanted some droney interlude mm-hmm. there um before like tying everything off um with the last song and we like you know, the fact that, like, the beginning and end songs sound really similar and are, like, really chill, um, that was intentional, too. It was almost kind of, like, plotting out, like, what kind of songs we needed in what order and then, like, constructing them um, according to the need, I guess, or, like, what we wanted. So um, it's it, I wouldn't say that the, the drone track, like, came out of, like, all the experimenting. It was mm. um, It was always part of the plan. Gotcha. But I, being able to make a song like that, like in a studio, would be really hard because mm-hmm. you'd feel like you're just wasting time. Yeah. Or I don't know. For for a band that doesn't have any money, <laughs> at least <laughs> we would be like, we're seriously spending hours just like recording the same guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, because I, I was reading in another, I was reading somewhere else. Um, I think it was, it may have been Merry Go Round that that little interview you did there. Mm-hmm. One of the songs you just, it's like guitar take after guitar take layered on i think it's the end of is it the farm it's like uh, yeah a, like 20 guitars on top of each other like <laughs> yeah gotcha yeah that was fun it's fun the... to get to do that stuff and just yeah. like mess around mm-hmm. and be like oh and you're not like afraid to make mistakes or mm-hmm. like experiment yeah what because seth did your drummer seth he <coughs> he led the charge kind of on the production side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Seth, he first recorded us, um, in like 2015 or 16, the like days EP when we were ego death. And ever since then, he's been like honing his skills and he recorded, um, other bands like, uh, gash and, um, some others. Uh, so that's, that's not really his world. Yeah. He's, he's mm-hmm. the engineer. Um, guy and he like sets all the mics up and puts all the knobs and mixes everything together yeah was there a pressure going into this lp2 
for the band, especially since uh, you're doing it yourself and this material had been around for a while and you almost don't want to do the, the sophomore slump as the kind of the, especially when coming off yeah. of some other stuff? Uh, do you mean like pressure for um, like reception? Reception, but just in general, because you mentioned that you haven't always been as happy. You felt not mm-hmm. as happy, but you felt rushed. And you just kind of coming into it, mm-hmm. like the record that way. Yeah, um, I don't know if like pressure is okay. the right word. I think we were all just like really, really, really ready mm-hmm. to make this record, and like we knew how we wanted it to sound. And um, maybe if there's pressure, it was just like pressure on ourselves to like execute the vision properly. Okay. Um, but I think we were excited. By the time we like had the songs written and had it all structured out, like by the time we were going to start recording, we were all just like excited. We're mm-hmm. like, you know, this is exactly what we want. We're going to make it exactly what we want, and we were excited to show everyone like what we really think we sound like. Okay, you know, um, yeah. So I don't know if pressure is the right word, but just like excitement to, um, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we put all of our stuff out and like it, it feels really good but we've never felt like that's what we sound like if okay. that makes sense it's almost like everything has been like um taste testing mm. until we finally landed on this and it's like here we go well since and we were just like eager to, to make it yeah since you, you you keep saying you wanted this is like the first record you've truly felt this is what you sound like what what would you describe your sound like then which is a very i would feel like a hard <laughs> question to say but um yeah. For you as a band, because you've like New Year's Daydream is very a little sludgier and like very shoegazy. And then you had uh-huh. Empty Hands, which kind of mixed like the shoegazier prairie grunge kind of elements of your band with almost to me sounds like Dinosaur Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming into this record, then what, what was the sound that you had in your heads and the sound you, you wanted and you felt like you created? Um. Well, I don't know. Like, I think when I listen to our older stuff, it's like we went through like a poppy punk Mm. era. We went through like a kind of sad, like post-punk thing. And um, we were like grungy for a while. And we like tried on all these different hats. And I feel like they're all just like swirled together into this record where like some of the songs are just really grungy, but some of them are really like quiet Mm -hmm. and soft. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. When I think of us, I think that it's like loud and kind of sad, mm-hmm. but like not like heavy, but like loud still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like grungy shoegazy yeah. music, but um we didn't want it to we wanted to also make it sound like kind of soft at the mm-hmm. same time. It's uh, listening to the record, you're very. It's very enveloping in like the best way possible. I feel. I feel like seeing your band live is the one of the few bands I've like come away with like the worst headache due to just noise <laughs> and not wearing ear protection. Uh, yeah, but like it's never been so just like aggressive to the point of discomfort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, we we. We've definitely like gotten more distorted mm-hmm. and like loud sounding like 
throughout, like from day one, just like consistently always getting uh, louder and more like saturated. And we work really hard to like, when we play live to like do that mm -hmm. to people, you know, to kind of like wash over them in an almost overwhelming way, um, which takes a lot of intention when there's only three people on the <laughs> yeah. stage, but you know, we like try really hard to do that. And so we definitely wanted that um, amount of depth of sound to be captured. Whereas before, I feel like you can kind of hear it's just like one guitar, a bass, and drums, and mm. it, there's like a lot of space. We like wanted to kind of get rid of the space, mm -hmm. I guess, on this one. And how long had you been playing? Because you mentioned earlier these songs have been written back in like was it 2017, 2018? Yeah, for the most part. Okay. Um, some of them, or I guess just like the farm in particular is even older than that. That song was written before we recorded Empty Hands, actually. Oh, wow. And we decided to not put it on that EP because we wanted to kind of use it as a cornerstone for the full length. What, um, what about that song made it a cor that, that cornerstone you wanted? I think that was the first time we wrote a song where, like, this is basically just, like, a heavy grunge song. Okay. It's, like, there's no clean parts to it at all. It's just all loudness. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to try and make a record more focused in that direction, so saved it. Okay. <laughs> and kind of, like, worked around it to make the other songs, in a way. Yeah, uh, tell me just about, because that was the first single off this record. So talk mm -hmm. to me about that song and what that song's about. Um, what is that song about? Because it, <laughs> it, uh, I know I also read somewhere that to you, lyrics come last, so things kind of end up a little a little vaguer than, than maybe yeah. some other songwriters. But I feel kind of dumb every time I say it, but I often am like not totally sure what the songs are about. Um that one's me. That was kind of like the first one where I was trying to um, stop just being like sad and stop just like self-loathing and feeling like everything's hopeless and like tried to write some lyrics that had like some more hopeful imagery to them. Mm -hmm. And so that song was kind of inspired by like people I knew or myself like taking steps to do whatever they had to do to like get better, like feel good about their lives, like friends, like going on like solo adventures um, or like moving out into the country or having to like rekindle relationships with their family and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of just like a series of statements of like people kind of doing what they have to do. Okay. And then, um, I guess the chorus is like longing for connection. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't feel like I'm a very good lyricist because <laughs> um, I I never feel like I'm able to write a song that's like a, about a specific situation. Mm. It's all kind of just like phrases that sound nice tied <laughs> together and like capture a certain vibe. From, mm. Well, yeah. it it plays into that fact that this record is meant to be such a companion to uh, mm -hmm. to the listener and almost yourself, if you want to say, could go back in time and show it to yourself in the past or mm -hmm. pick it up in the future. Cause it's, it's, it's nice enough that you can, you can 
you can have that 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 ambiguity ambiguity there's the word i'm looking for to, <laughs> to to that you can almost put your own meaning on it or the the wasn't the farm but you did put out a music video with jack it's Buchholz mm-hmm. for Buchholz. what yeah for whatever mm-hmm. T- talk to me about that music video because you put out three you did two is it two lyric videos and then the like the the more proper music video um we did an audio single for the farm and yeah. then a lyric video for long drive home and then we have the video for whatever and then we have one more video that'll come out um after the record's out too um but yeah, the the video for whatever that we did with Jack. Um, Jack is one of my best friends. We've known each other forever. Okay. Um, and he made the dead end video where we're like mm-hmm. riding bikes and skateboarding and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was supposed to be a tour video. Um, we were supposed to tour a lot this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was supposed to come along for a chunk of it. We actually did get to tour mm-hmm. a lot this year. We toured for like a whole month in February and got home and everything started to fall apart um but we were supposed to do like more stuff that he was going to come along with and it was supposed to be like that but then we couldn't get together and so what we ended up doing was um we like dug through our social media and like stuff saved on our phone Mm -hmm. stuff that he had managed to capture before um we like talked to our we like enlisted all of our friends mm-hmm. and like the undercurrent crew to just like get any any footage of us that we could find and mm-hmm. just like compiled all of it and Jack like edited it down. It ended up rather than being like a boring now video, it turned into like a double grave like retrospective mm-hmm. in like a bunch of video clips. So really like cute for me to watch and be like, wow, that's like five years ago <laughs> well like sh- shout out to the to the is it un- the undercurrent people just because they have everything yeah. like every yeah, show th- for doing that. they're at <laughs> i just it was funny because i was watching through that video and i was like i'm like i feel like because there's like 331 club footage and i was mm-hmm. like i feel like i was at that show and just stuff like oh, that yeah, yeah it's just and i was wondering too if you had uh if you had other videos that covid squashed a little bit just and you mentioned the you planned it on being more of a, a tour video that was less retrospective in the sense of mm-hmm. suddenly it's footage from three years ago and more this is what we just did following the release of the record yeah um but the next video that's coming out i don't know when this podcast is going to come out or if this video will be out or not mm-hmm. um but it's for slime um it's animated actually so okay. that that one was not interrupted at all uh, we have a long history of animated videos from a friend adam Loomis, mm. um and uh i'm really really excited about that one and we were we we were gonna make other videos we were gonna make one for the farm like literally at our friend's farm and it was gonna be really cool um and we tried to think of like doing another one um we had a bunch of video ideas and we weren't even mm. like sure which songs they were gonna be for yet um by the time everything got shut down and then we kind of just had to abandon them mm-hmm. um but then adam also whipped up that lyric video too which sort of like balanced it yeah. out on our end yeah animation's gonna have a real moment okay is it if they're not already <laughs> actually though 
Okay, was, yeah. you said you said animation, and I thought of the animal actor video you did, but that was less animation and more that was like stop motion, like a stop motion loop. Um, yeah, my friend um, Wishbone Zoe Sarah mm. um, out in Massachusetts, she made that one, and I don't know exactly how she did it, but mm. it, it, it is an animated loop still. Yeah, um, I, I love animation. I'm a huge mm. fan of the art form, so we like to use it. Um, also, like I, I don't like being on camera, so mm. I'm totally down to like get other sorts of videos made. <laughs> yeah. Did you shoot the like the you sitting on a chair playing guitar? Was that yourself, or did or did a Jack come over uh, with a camera? Uh, yeah, that's in Jack's backyard. Oh, okay. And it was it was funny, you know. Mm. It, was, it was very like early and the shut down, and they were like. 10 feet apart at all times like <laughs> trying to yeah make it work and it, it worked really well i think it was I, to sort of like underline the fact that this is a tour video interrupted by <laughs> yeah. covid but yeah. then just me with a mask on mm-hmm. for some of the shots yeah um i do want to ask because this record is coming out in the middle of a very historic moment in mm-hmm. not only minneapolis and the world and i wonder how have you gone about making sure like because the people listening will obviously know uh we are a couple months out from the police killing of george floyd and i don't want to obviously go on a big side tangent there but what what has the conversation been like for the band to try and put things out during this time because it's it's a conversation i feel like everybody had i know ear coffee wes and i had a lot of long conversations about trying to do that and stuff like that yeah um not easy we Mm. had a lot of long conversations um everything got pushed back um in different ways Mm. and um i don't know you know it's 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 been done for so long and we're kind of like held accountable to like our label and Mm -hmm. our publicists and like all these people that we like employ for lack of a better word or like work for Mm -hmm. um so we had we had to still get it out like this summer in some capacity Mm -hmm. um probably felt worst when we made the initial announcement in june so that was like i don't know like two weeks after george floyd was murdered and we were supposed to announce it like that same week Mm. so we pushed it back two weeks and like um you know we had to from like a businessy perspective we like had to get the word out so that like our publicists and label could like start actually like working on it like doing their mm-hmm. side of the work um to get it around and and everything um but i pretty immediately felt really bad about doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah you know, it always feels kind of dumb to be like, you should listen to my band. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised if any musician out there ever doesn't feel super whack and like guilty trying to promote themselves because I have always hated it. And I'm like, ever since I started to try and pursue music every day, I ask myself, like, what is the point of this? Like, mm-hmm. how is this helpful? I've never gotten t- 
to any kind of answer about it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than I don't really know how to stop. Like I kind of <laughs> just need to keep doing it or I'll call myself. I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, you know, we had a lot of conversations mm. about like, you know, pushing it back initially. And then we like made the announcement and then we we're kind of like, well, this actually like feels bad, but you know, it's out there. Mm-hmm. And then we, so we kind of just like shut up for the rest of June. Um, you know, we were supposed to release like another song or two, like in June as part of the initial plan. But then we're like, okay, songs out. People know it's coming. Mm-hmm. We'll just like be, be quiet and create space and try to be helpful in other ways. And then um, we didn't drop another thing until like the middle of July and mm-hmm. decided to kind of just like do it yeah. all at once around the date. Cause you know, we, we announced the date like two months ahead of time and we're like mm-hmm. we'll just bunch everything around that and um yeah i don't know to, to me it's like we're, we're gonna put it out people don't have to listen to it mm-hmm. you know like we're just like playing songs into the void and um there are people that really want to hear it and that have like supported this band for years and years and mm-hmm we worked on it for like over a year. So we're not going to not put it out. Um, mm. But at the same time, like I don't really feel good, like trying to draw attention to it um, more so than like what it's just going to do on its own. Does that make sense? Like yeah, they're the- going to put it out and like people will do with it what mm-hmm. they want. And I'm not trying to like take space away or like no. act like it's more important than I think it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I hope that, I hope that people, Hope that it helps people yeah. in some way. I tried to make something for people who feel hopeless to mm. feel less like that. So I do have some motivation to like get it out there in that like in that way. Because mm. you know it's it's about in a lot of ways it's about um, convincing yourself not to die. Mm. And I hope that it can help somebody feel that way. Yeah, I I saw on Twitter since you mentioned that you were uh, obviously it was wasn't written in a good place. Have you felt like you personally have improved to a point past that, or if you don't want to share, that's a okay. Like, there's no pressure. It's no, I don't know. I think it's important to yeah. people to continue to talk about things like that. Um, mentioned Twitter, I think that we should normalize the conversations mm. around suicidal thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it goes back and forth all the time. Mm. Um, I think it's more about learning. It, it, it's about like fostering that relationship with your own brain mm-hmm. to like understand when you're thinking and feeling that way. Like, to um to like welcome that feeling in i guess and Mm. like sit with it and understand it better so that it doesn't actually like convince you to to stop living yeah um so yeah i think writing this album you know that time in my life i learned a lot about myself Mm -hmm. um i like learned a lot of like tools for myself and since then you know i've gotten way better Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten bad again. Um, this year sucks. Mm. So it's like hard to, and, and you know, even with the pressure or I guess, yeah. So there wasn't pressure, but now it's like pressure mm-hmm. or, or just like the fact that this album has to come out and, you know, like feeling so, uh, like 
conflicted about that, you know, like so proud of this thing, but also like feel like trying to push a record is like the most selfish, stupid thing anybody could do right now. Um, definitely makes me, you know, that like triggers things in your head to be like, well, if this is the only thing I do, then like, and I don't want to do it, then like, what, what are you even here for? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I just think um, it's all about seeing those thoughts come into your head, like understanding those feelings and then um, working out ways within yourself to like cope with them. So like make mm-hmm. it to the next day and hopefully the next day is better and you can just keep doing it and you'll be good again. But you, you're never going to be good forever, mm-hmm. I don't think. It just doesn't work like that. No, it it never it really never does. It it gets that comes in waves, and you just kind of again that that sense of hope and trying to make sure trying to push forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I have run out of questions, and so <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually this is where I ask bands what the rest of twenty twenty looks like oh. uh, for them. But that that question <laughs> has since been just thrown out the window yeah, who knows i mean we're gonna put this out and i hope that um people like it and mm-hmm. share it with their friends and that it quietly becomes a little underground phenomenon mm-hmm. that's that's my hope um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh we're gonna i don't know had a lot of downtime this mm-hmm. spring wrote a ton of stuff that like i want to start working on um we're all like starting new jobs and, and things like that mm-hmm. so you know i don't know we're gonna We've like had a lot of talks about like what what happens to Double Grave. Like, we're the main thing we do, which is like tour and play live mm-hmm. shows, is like on like what are we gonna do? And you know, we're probably just gonna record and write a lot. And, you know, we're like best friends, mm-hmm. and we all love doing this, so it's not like we're gonna go anywhere. Yeah, um, we'll be here on the other side of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double Grave, last band standing. <laughs> yeah. um, well, <Un-killable. laughs> uh, well, where can people find you? Uh, the the links and all the pluggables that you can uh, that you can throw out there. Yeah, um, our band camp is where our music lives, and you know, on all the other places too. Um, it's uh, g g r r a a v v e e dot bandcamp dot com, um, and we're on. We're on social media, Doublegrave underscore MN, most of them, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doublegrave, we're out there. You got to go buy the record on Bandcamp because Spotify is run by a dickhead. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would be great if you yeah. if you bought it. But honestly, if you just listen to it, mm-hmm. that's that's great. And if you listen to it and you like it, you should tell a friend. But, mm-hmm. you know, Spotify can't help artists. But even if you don't pay an artist if you listen to their music and you tell a friend about it and they mm. like it too like that's more valuable than streaming it like a hundred times if you ask me absolutely like so far as like the money goes like someone listening to a record a hundred times is amazing mm. you know, pay for it yeah well i just want people to hear it yeah i want to do a shout out before we wrap it oh up. yeah go to town just shout out shout out um i want to shout out forge artifacts mm. uh the label is putting it out um this is our third release of them and you know even before uh the the pandemic hit and 2020 became what it was we've had a lot of hiccups with like getting this thing made and he's mm-hmm. been um matt's been with us the whole time and 
just just really grateful to have him um, helping us with it all. They're an incredible label. Running a label is super hard, and I think that everyone should go check them out because he has excellent taste. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to shout out um, Know Your Buds. Uh, Jamie Coletta is our publicist, and honestly, if we didn't have her on our team right now, like we're talking about like the weirdness of promoting and mm. trying to put something out in the middle of a combination uprising pandemic like she's like taking all of that anxiety off our plates and i just i'm so thankful for her <laughs> you, <laughs> and well, so i want to shout them out <laughs> yeah they're you guys have been going ham with like where i've been seeing you beyond like you know you you show up in like the alternative or like so, like you were on kfai but like shout out to the alternative and KFAI. yeah of course <laughs> but like you've been everywhere that i just, just randomly is that is that a jamie coletta push or have you been really just kind of consistently or thinking about what can you do before obviously everything hit like have you, or was that the plan of trying to figure out the way to be more probably intentional when putting out like promotion for this record um no i can't i can't take any credit for mm. it Jamie did it all, you know, like we, part of why we waited till summer to put the record out is so that we could work with her. Um, she had a baby, Juan mm -hmm. Ramon, in the spring, um, so we couldn't put it out until uh, she was done with her maternity leave. Um, and, you know, like, we always wanted to be on our team. She's worked with a bunch of friends mm -hmm. of ours, and everybody loves her. And then, you know, after 2020, like, became what it was, I was I was pretty upfront of just, like, I don't like have it in me to like back this really like mm -hmm. feel awful. And she's basically like steered the ship in that direction. And just really grateful all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause like, I hate, I, I hate promotion. It's like mm -hmm. always my absolute, like least favorite part of being in a band. Um, you know, like I, I think a lot of musicians wish that they could just put the thing out and like everything, mm -hmm. will, everything will work out, but it never works that way. And uh, I, I would not have been able to do what had to be done by myself this time. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Well, that, that about does it for me, Jeremy. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and sit down. Yeah, thanks so much. The Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.